All right, we just finished our fourth session of uh, the heist run by uh, this DM, George. And um, this one was a little bit different than many of our other last three sessions, which uh, I started off by saying, hey guys, take a breather. We're not gonna roll for, <laughs> for initiative at all this session. And uh, it is, there's gonna be no combat. So I wanted to do that ahead of time with you guys. And uh, how'd you guys feel about that? Uh, I felt like the story was going to move forward a lot more. Okay. We were going to get bogged down in battle. Yeah. That was my first thought. Cool. Um, which in some ways you kind of did move the, which we'll talk about your exploration a little bit. Uh, Jared, how'd you feel about that meta part of uh, me letting you know, hey guys, you're, you're not going to have to draw a sword or be super paranoid about something trying to kill you? Um. I mean, it's cool. You, you know, I like the uh, mystery aspects of the, of the story, solving what's going on, figuring out what's going on. Um, I mean, you, you could have. I don't. I don't know if you had to have told us uh, that there was going to be no battle. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on one way or the other about the meta game. I, um, I thought about that. I did think about that a lot. Yeah, I would have uh, liked it either way, I think. Yeah, I, th I think so too. But I I just kind of like – I was at 50% either way and I went to like 52 55% on, on the letting you know only because I thought that it was going to take away from what I wanted to do today, which was explore Trollskull Manor, explore Trollskull Alley, and you guys wouldn't have to be drawing your swords every five seconds, like check to see if something's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> So I just made that. I just made that call on that. Totally. It may not be like that in the future, but uh, um, yeah, it was interesting. Like call. I, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm thinking about it now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was awesome. I mean, this this section was hilarious. <laughs> okay, so let's run through it. Um, uh, I kind of uh, you guys received a letter from Volo, Volo's trip advisor. He let you know about a couple of uh, stores in the neighborhood, and then but you guys are all currently in Troll Skull Manor. Right now, you finally decide to all go in. Some with style, some super paranoid, some just... Elo, your character, Jared, just walked right in. <laughs> He's like, it's a house, I'm walking in. Dalgrave and Ghani were like divine sensing, uh, uh, giving themselves... Uh, what's uh, the thing that he says? Uh, it's not inspiration. What does Ghani do? Um, he does some kind of thing that where, where he's like, uh, he can roll a D4, extra D4 in case anything attacks him. And, um, uh, Smash is kind of just in the door and he starts to look around immediately to figure out if there's like a back, a back entrance <laughs> to the place. Um, you guys begin to explore and a couple things start happening where, uh, you're going to the different floors and this, uh, a Dalgrave encounters a fireplace that turns on when he investigates it for a little bit. And then when he leaves or walks away from it, it turns off, which was kind yes. of weird. What were your thoughts on that, uh, uh, Costa, initially with Dalgrave? Uh, that something supernatural was happening and that I, I had no real way to understand it because without my divine sense kicking in, it meant that the, whatever it was was neither good nor evil. And so it must have been somewhere in the middle, but in my mind, it meant there was nothing. Like I didn't, I didn't believe that anything could be neither completely good, neither good nor evil. Nothing could be exactly in the middle. Okay, I didn't cool. believe it. That's an interesting interpretation. 
Um, I'll tell you my interpretation is that, uh, um, look, there's chaotic good, there's chaotic evil, and there's chaotic neutral, right? So in this world, um, that is totally possible to me from my interpretation for our game. Right. Um, um, Okay, so you see that and then you kind of like, you can't really figure anything out. So I can tell it kind of like for your character, you're like kind of done with that. (laughs) And so you exit and begin to explore the areas that uh, that Volo uh, defined. Um, um, Elo, so your character, Jared, uh, mm-hmm. hears Costa's uh, uh, um, what's going on with him, and then you kind of experience a couple of weird, creepy things. What what, what did your character experience? Yeah, so I pictured basically uh, Elo as being a very Elo is kind of a he's a very pragmatic uh, opportunist. He's not not necessarily really a good a good guy, a good elf, um, but he's also and he's also kind of very skeptical about the world around. Him. So like he sees this stuff happening, he doesn't really think it's going to be ghosts. He doesn't believe in ghosts. He's you know he, he's a, a no nonsense kind of kind of guy. It's a criminal past, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> yeah. So he sees these events start to happen, and you know his whole life he hasn't believed in ghosts or anything like that. So you know take take quite a bit for him to start believing. Um, you know, he notices the things. He thinks that's odd. Uh, you know, he's definitely a little uncomfortable. That's natural. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, he feels comfortable enough in his room to, to tuck her in and go to sleep for the night. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So some of the things he encounters, right? So uh, he goes to the fireplace. It turns on, right? Just as uh, Dalgrave described it. So what did your character think when that happened? Yeah. Oh, what did, sorry, what did Dalgrave think? No, Elo. What did Elo think when he actually encountered the same thing, which was uh, the fireplace turned on? Yeah. So, so, I mean, his initial reaction was, again, to, like, look for something, look for some kind of either trickery or look for, like... Okay, gotcha. So he's looking for it to happen uh, in in the natural, not supernatural. Yeah. Okay, so he goes into one of the rooms... And uh, he investigates a little bit. He notices slightly, just notices it's kind of odd. He thought that the the sheets were pulled all the way up on the bed, and then the sheets were pulled all the way down, uh, or halfway uh, uh, turned down. So, um, what did he think on that second one? Some trickery, some mis- misperception. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, he went around and he checked all the windows afterwards to make sure there was no draft. And- then you know again. Like, yeah, so I like that approach. He's just very like there's a there. It's almost like the Sherlock approach. Like there's yeah. a reason for this to be happening. Because because you know he's like because of his past, this character. You know he's he's fooled a lot of people. He's tricked a lot of people. He's not. He's got a criminal past again. So like he's he's gonna be the type to assume that something's going on, um, and it's not gonna be a supernatural cause. And uh, you know he didn't find anything, so he'll be. Again, he went to sleep for the night. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 yeah, the third room that you explored, it had turned down service as well with a little mint. <laughs> little chocolate <laughs> mint on the table. So, so your guy was just exploring. He thinks everything that's going on is completely natural and explainable. So we had um, Dalgrave's uh, character um, um, started exploring the town finally. And uh, some of the shops that were described was the Bent Nail, the Steam and Steel, Corellin's Crown, which was a herb shop, the Tiger's Eye, which is a detective agency, and the Bookworm Treasure, which is a bookshop. So, Dalgrave, you go to the bookshop first. Tell me your experience on the bookshop from your perspective. 
uh, I, I realized that, uh, you know, maybe I can rub people the wrong way. Uh, the, the dragon was a little peculiar. Mostly, mostly ask a lot of questions. Yeah, which, which I think is a natural tendency, right? You like, you're in an adventure, there's some plot somewhere, yeah. right? Like it's not, but, um, there's this world that's building around you. So your first instinct is to ask a lot of questions. And uh, when you began that, uh, I, I felt like this. I was like, if I was a bookstore owner, a real bookstore owner, mm-hmm. somebody walks in and says, they're a neighbor, new neighbor, and they just start asking me the 20 questions, how would I react? I would get freaking a little bit skeeved out, like myself. Right? I'd be like, what's this guy walking into the, my store asking me 20 questions about? So you guys definitely had that kind of interaction where he was like, okay, so like what – you wanted something. You know, it got a, like a little awkward there at the end. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't let it dissuade me. I knew I wanted to explore a little more, but I tried to play it off like I maybe wanted a book about the neighborhood and he wasn't buying it. Yeah, he, he, did, he definitely he – why would you want a book about Troll Skull Alley? Like, who, um, you know, any neighborhood that you walk in, like, uh, if you live in Hell's Kitchen, uh, Jared, are you going to walk into the local bookstore and say, like, do you have any books on Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> yeah, <man>. <laughs> Right? Like, the bookstore, owner would act, the bookstore owner would actually feel a little awkward. So that's how I decided to play that just on the fly, by the way, uh, just giving you a little behind the scenes on that. Uh, with it, and uh, he was—he got kind of annoyed with you, Dalgate. Did you feel that sense of annoyance? Yes. <laughs> He's like, "So you're not gonna buy a book?" Yeah. <laughs> like I don't get it. Like this. Okay, I'm here. I'm—I run a business. Believe it or not, I like to sell things and stay in business. So you exit that, then you head over to the bent nail, which was uh, okay. So. Uh, uh, before we had a discussion, Jared and I, about uh, uh, bent nail, obviously sometimes used as a euphemism for other things. So, so like this character, we decided, uh, or I decided, I should say, ultimately, was, you know, very uh, male, um, half elf, but, but uh, feminine, a little bit feminine. And you started interacting with him on that. So you walk into the store, and this store sells doors. Because as Jared noticed... <laughs> In this section of Waterdeep, doors tend to get smashed in a lot. So, <laughs> so uh, I, what I didn't understand is why I kept getting mistaken uh, for a female. Okay, so so you weren't mistaken for a female. He just referred to you as uh, girl. Like, you know, like, uh, it's like, hey, girl. No. <laughs> oh. I see. <laughs> Which we later find out he obviously has a, a affinity for uh, strong uh, males. So, so you interacted with him a little bit, uh, this woodworker, and um, tell me about that experience. Uh, I, I was confused <laughs> as, as to why he thought I was a woman. Since I'm very serious, my character is uh, no nonsense. Yeah, I it's see. a paladin, which is amazing, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I see only, you know... Good and evil. That's how I work. Um, much like I couldn't understand why there wouldn't be anyone there in the house if they weren't good or evil. Um, so I, uh, I start, I start asking questions. And I figured, let me, let me use this as an opportunity 
to do better than I did with the bookkeeper. Let me actually buy something. Okay. And let me let me let me also pay it. A prank on Smash, <laughs> and let me also get something for the for the place to like kind of you know do something nice for my my friends and say hey this is our home. Yeah, that's so awesome. I, I, all that stuff at once kind of came together, but yeah, the, so I was confused by the uh, you know how my manly demeanor could be mistaken as feminine. Yeah, so uh, no, you're very manly. He just was very friendly. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 he has he has like a rough kind of. Uh, rough feminism to him uh um so you asked him to create a sign called chose gold manor and on the back of the sign what it was it can you remind me what it was that you um i eloquently stated uh i wanted the uh the saying smash is a stinky tro uh orc <laughs> so uh you went to the bent nail thou grave you uh experienced the um the bent nail woodworking shop uh, <laughs> manager uh tally and then um you're walking back and right before so so the sun is like kind of setting it's getting dark now at this time people are closing their doors you walk into the tiger's eye yeah uh run by none other than floon trench not the floon that is known for the last three sessions adventure but A different, a different sort of floon. I, I would say he was the least likable floon I've met at this point. <laughs> By a long stretch. Floon come uh, in all shapes and sizes, apparently, in Waterdeep. Oh and um, um, so you, you enter the store, and uh, this guy, he's very like, uh, Oi! Well, uh, the, door, the sign said closed. And uh, you walk right in, and you start to ask him uh, the same deal you did before with the 20 questions, right? Yeah. So, so this character uh, um, is a detective, and you're asking him a bunch of questions. So he stops you, like dead in the chat in your tracks, and pulls out his notepad and starts taking notes on you. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, and he says, so he starts to ask you questions about who you are and what are you doing, and uh, you get a little bit defensive. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, you get a little bit defensive. Uh, uh, so what was your choice in, in not answering the questions and, and uh, being like, oh, you know, never mind, I made a mistake and enter exit, which I, makes I, you very I, suspicious. I just felt really uncomfortable really fast with <laughs> the way that, you know, he, he didn't want me there in the first place. Yeah. And I feel like he was just doing that to get rid of me. So I said, whatever, I'm out of here. I didn't want to deal with it. And I, lo- I loved it. But like the way you jump between the personalities, I was like, this is great. It's like, I feel like I'm talking to three different people. So that was really well done. Yeah. So well Yeah. So um, I was really happy with, uh, um, obviously part of the prep work is, is kind of what you're going to interact with today. And uh, doing a little bit, uh, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of work. I understand Jared so much more in his prep for the last uh, uh, campaign that we did. But um uh, what's great about a module with uh, something like this is that they give you a, they overload you with information and then you kind of choose, you know, what you use. And in my case, I choose and I change and I choose and I change and I make different. But to create these characters, I'm no actor. You know, this is a lot of this stuff is on improv of where you guys want to go. But it's good. It was really good to be prepared sometimes. You know, certain things. So that was a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, and then you head back to the mansion. You kind of uh, uh, explore around it. 
you determine that there used to be a back door, but it's bricked in now in Trollskull Manor. Because I know the first thing you guys are going to always do is check for back doors. Uh, it, it makes sense, and it, I would do the exact same thing as I'm known to do. Um, and then you uh, hear Smash on the other side, kind of just sad about uh, the not being able to break down a back door. And uh, you head inside, and, and it seems like you guys are finally winding down today. Ghani, oh, we didn't talk about Ghani, but he headed up to the, the third floor and started rearranging and interior decorating some, some stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was odd. Yeah, he just said, I guess he made up his mind. He's like, this is where I'm going to live now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the very last thing I like to do is kind of just ask, Jared, what was your favorite part of tonight's session? Oh, absolutely, the back and forth between the private investigator. And, <laughs> okay. Uh, Flune, Flune Trench, which is yeah. now, oh my God, I just, if, when everybody else hears this situation, I'm guessing he's going to be called upon uh, for things. Um, that's cool. Um, so, uh, like, you just like the back and forth and, and the bantering with that. Well, yeah, I mean, I was laughing my ass off the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> On that, very cool. And, uh, Casa, Dalgrave, what was your favorite session of tonight? Well, part of uh, tonight's session. Definitely just the interaction between the characters and the um, uh, and my character. I thought it was cool. Exploring the neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, I'm glad you did that, actually. I thought you might have all stayed, and I was going to roll with it, all stayed in the manor. But uh, I'm glad you guys decided to roll out and kind of expand your horizons a little bit. This was definitely open-ended. So thank you guys for joining me tonight. I'm so glad we had the session tonight. I think it adds to our world. I'll put this up on the podcast. And um, uh, we're going to try to meet up next week. I'm going to confirm with everybody who can be there to see. But even if it's just two of us, we'll roll, we'll roll with it. Yeah, All right, guys. Don't have a great night. Thank you, George. Thank you. Thanks, Jared. Right. See you guys. Thank you.